because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Oh, boy, Marilyn, I've got a secret to tell you that I just can't keep. It. Oh, but I have a secret to tell you. Now, let me tell mine no, first. Wait, wait a minute. Because it's very important, you, Grandpa. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Shh, wait a minute. I've got it. We'll both tell our secrets at the same time. Well, I suppose we could. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. Herman's working, working at the shipyard. shipyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I thought you said Uncle Herman's working at the shipyard. <laughs> And I thought that I heard you say that Lily's working at the shipyard, which, of course, is preposterous. And no, it isn't, Grandpa. Lily is working at the shipyards, the Crosby shipyards. But that's where Herman is working, the Crosby shipyards. Oh, isn't that touching? Each one of them got a job to give the other an anniversary present. But, but, but Marilyn, wait, wait, wait a minute. If they both find out that they're working there, it'll spoil it for both of them. Well, we'll just make a promise not to tell either one of them. Okay, good. And we'll swear it in blood. <gasps> we'll just shake hands. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining super recap episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun everything that exists because it sucks in comparison to a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monstrous grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Sitting on, joining me, sitting on the monster-headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only, I almost said run, Shun DMC himself, Keith. But we know I don't run. Uh, (laughs) I'm KG, Shun DMC, uh, monster hunter. And hiding on the, uh, on the opposite side of the sectional, like uh, just uh, beyond the armrest, he keeps poking his head up above, just mm-hmm. like eyes, wanting to see what we're doing. And then when mm-hmm. we look at him, like he drops back down, and then we mm-hmm. pretend to look away, and he pokes back up, and we look back over, and he hides again. Oh, that little scamp is the master of disaster. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. I'm just, I'm feeling a little bashful today, you know, I'm <laughs> hiding behind this couch. I, I just don't want to, I don't want anybody to see me. I'm going to record my episode from back here if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. That sounds good to me. And don't try and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so coy. Boyos, uh, <laughs> we're here again in the Man Cove for season two, episode six. Happy 100th anniversary. Before we jump oh, into it, the... we're in a hundred years of doing this. Wow, it feels like it. I was it gonna feels say, feels like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's the name of the episode, you goof. Oh. Um, mm. but before we talk about this, <laughs> this episode, how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a little freaked out that I thought we've been doing this for a hundred years, but just the episode name, so that's good. Um, yes, thankfully, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I am, uh, I'm good. That's uh been a fast week okay i can't complain nice mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i feel like the uh the twist at the end of this podcast is going to be that we have been repeating this like the show hundreds and hundreds of years over and over again it's like the shining so, yeah like some sort of purgatory and we just don't realize it i'm really worried that once we get to the end 
something will reset and we'll be stuck on a time loop and we'll have to do it all over again. And the time all, loop goes on for like three years. And we're all conscious of the time loop too. So, <laughs> and, and it goes until, boy, the time loop, we just loop, but it only resets once we get to the, it's, it's like a Russian doll, right? It doesn't happen until she dies and then she resets. We have to finish the last episode of the monsters. What a, what a horrible time loop that yeah. would be like to like go on for that long. Like it's not enough to really like plan out a, like a whole scheme. But then what like, if you yeah. don't finish the last episode though? That's true. I guess you could just go on forever until you, you die. just cancel the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if the podcast, I was, I was, ends, uh, I was thinking more along the lines of like, we get to the last episode and like they're flipping through a family album. And they're showing something, and there's the three of us like standing there uh, in the oh. background of like a picture, and we've been <laughs> we've been with the monsters this whole time. We were there on set with them. Yeah, there's like pictures behind the scenes with Edra Stone and and Tibbles, you know, just mm-hmm. like holding hands, shaking hands with each other. Yeah, but that'd be uh, a tough existence too. Mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. both will be equally shocking and alarming. <laughs> one of us is actually yeah. the one of the stars of the monsters. Do we start messing out. around and like? purposely making so we can't finish the last episode that's so what the i'm saying won't yeah. start over mm. it's like oh who's gonna mess it up this time who's gonna well, it's obviously derek <laughs> but you know obviously how, derek. How, how is derek gonna mess up the time loop so we don't go back and do this again oh i thought you meant i keep messing up like the scheme to not finish the time loop. okay i got you yeah, yeah no you do but me and D- me and terry are stuck every week trying to figure out how's derek gonna do it this week how are we not gonna finish this last episode yeah, because we really want to restart. But, like, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, we're almost to the end again. We're so we're excited to, to start at episode one. Yeah. We can do it better this time. Hmm. Let's oh, add version boy. two, 2.0. I like it. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> You're right, Terry. That is such a long time loop to be caught in. <laughs> and it's so long that, that you, you can't remember the specifics because it's such a long stretch <laughs> yes. of time. I think I just end up doing the same thing over and over again. I just because yeah. I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, well, like after a week, I'm like, what was the whole deal about that? That <laughs> last week, I woke up in my bed confused. Uh, it's probably nothing. Oh, it makes the hiatus seem like not a big deal, then, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just been a time loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible time loop! Speaking of terrible times, <laughs> we need to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Wow. Season two, episode mm. six, happy 100th anniversary. But before we could talk about that, Terry, recline. Because he's going to get up and grab mm. off the mantle, volume two of that Monster Hunter's Almanac, and he's going to thumb through it and give us some of the best uh, number-based info we could possibly imagine in this oh. week's <laughs> Monster <laughs> Hunter's volume two, Almanac, <laughs> tidbit factoid. Back shit, yeah. sheet, shalom, shalom of the week. Well, I don't know if maybe, uh, I don't know, some of those, the rats that used to hang out in the. In you? Know, the sta- in this, no, not in me. In the. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ew. Uh, in, in, this, in, the stair- in the stairwell that we used to take down to the, uh, the, to the other uh, place that we used to read the other almanac. Um, I don't know. Maybe they chewed through some of the pages. This wasn't a whole lot going on uh, uh, for for this one. Um, October twenty first, nineteen sixty five. Again, it was a Thursday. This was the two hundred ninety fourth oh. day of the year in nineteen sixty five. The forty second Thursday of the year. Playing along at home, you probably already knew that from last week. 
<laughs> there have been 20,959 days <laughs> since this episode first aired. Wow. And of course, we always like to let everyone know that, uh, you know, if this is your birthday, uh, you would have a life path number of seven, like this episode does. Which is good. Uh, I don't know. It represents uh, analysis, awareness, and understanding. Mm. Uh, you are the searcher and seeker of truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ties into this episode uh, or not. It <laughs> sounds just, like us. Yeah. Sounds like us, yes, not but not the episode. <laughs> now, uh, let's see. Opal is the modern birthstone for uh, for this. Jasper is the mystical birthstone. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> There's a mystical birthstone? <laughs> it's, it's you get two. Based on Tibetan origin. Okay. The Zodiac gemstone, because oh. uh, uh, you're a Libra. Uh, this episode is a Libra. Is chrysolite, C-H-R-Y-S-O-L-I-T-E, chrysolite. Crystalite? Not okay. crystallite, chrysolite. And <laughs> uh, the birthday stone for the day of the week, which is Thursday, is a sapphire. Wow. I didn't and know we're collecting yeah. the infinity gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, as we're going to find out you know, later on in this episode, I mean, any one of these things probably would make a lovely anniversary gift. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing would have been if you could have gotten a uh, copy of the gold record that the Beatles got for uh, yesterday on October oh, 20th. Boy, yeah. So during this week on October 20th, they got their gold record. Uh, nice. Birthdays during this uh, week, uh, you know, the entire week that this episode aired uh one for that for this week william zapka from uh karate kid and cobra kai he was born october 20th (laughs) oh the villain hold on how is it there's always you find a way to get it feels like we talk about karate kid a lot (laughs) there's interesting i I, honestly i did not even try to do that (laughs) okay yeah. So um, is he he's the blonde guy? Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of week in 1917, Dizzy Gillespie was born uh-huh. uh on October nice. 21st. Carrie Fisher was born in 1956. Uh-huh. Wow. Ken Watabe was born in 1959. Wow. Okay. And Kim Kardashian was born in 1980. Okay. Hmm. Now, sure. if you have a birthday uh that matches up at, with any of these people, <laughs> right in. Yeah, send uh, <laughs> a self-addressed stamp envelope yes. to Munster Birthdays, PO Box six six six, Mockingbird Heights Lane. Same's been taking our mail. We go down to Skuma to pick it up. Six zero four two one. Um, it, and it could be not just this week, but any uh, time if you really want to learn something about some people. In a room of twenty three people, there is a fifty percent chance that two individuals have the same birthday, month, and day what? only, and not leap year. There's the a fifty percent. Yeah. Yes. The chance increases to ninety nine point nine if there are seventy people in the room. Huh? And you yeah. need at least two hundred and fifty three people in a room if you want someone to have the same birthday as you. And that's with a fifty percent probability that you'll find someone with the exact same birthday as you. What? How is this true? It's the yeah, birthday it's like paradox. I yeah. don't know exactly how it works. Probability algorithm, you split, and then you split, you split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you're in a room with 253 people, it's 50% chance you'll find someone with your birthday. Uh, if it's on you know, October 21st, 1965, uh, more power to you. Because then you can uh, celebrate Babbling Day with them. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, okay. we're, we're doing that right now by talking about this. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. We're uh, celebrating. 
it's uh, Herman and Lily's 100th anniversary, so we could be sh- uh, celebrating with Global Champagne Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Or uh, what I think is the best as International Day of the Nacho. <laughs> Day of the Nacho? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Not of nachos, yeah. but of the, of nacho. the nachos. Yes, of what the does that nacho. Mean? Like one singular nacho? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Is that so? Is one nacho like just a chip with cheese on it? Is that equal one nacho? I'm guessing like just in like the invention of nachos are just referring to it as the nacho. Oh, is an international day of the nacho? Yeah, I mean, it's like some sort of nacho libre. I don't know. <sighs> okay, ready? Ignacio mm-hmm. An- Anaya died in 1975. In his honor, a bronze plank was erected in Piedras Negras, and October 21st was declared the international day of the nacho. There we go. All right. So celebrate with a. I guess uh, Ignacio Anaya is the person that invented the nacho. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to guess the uh, maybe yeah it is said that Anaya a Mexican from the border town of Piedra Negras and inadvertently invented nachos seventy years ago wow. in 1943. Mm-hmm. Oh, 80 years I ago. Wish I could be this known is a ten-year-old article. Huh. We're just now hearing about this. Wow. I know. Why is it called the nacho? <laughs> I don't like that. Just not. Sounds like a weird uh, literal translation from Spanish. Mm-hmm. I think. Could, yeah, yeah. And uh speaking of things that, that we're learning late about, and, and this is I'm gonna have to find I'm gonna have to like not just rely on uh what previous monster hunters wrote down in uh this book. Mm-hmm. Um because I missed a few weeks ago, uh Gatorade was created at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I should have mentioned that at that time, but that was not um that was not listed here in the book. So now it turns out I'm gonna have to do a little more research. On my own as well for these things. Oh, okay. Wait, so it was made in a like a, a school, a university? Yeah, that's why it's called Gatorade for like the Florida Gators. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they earn a 20% share of all Gatorade royalties. Do they really? That's insane. This 20%? Is be like the richest school in the, on planet Earth. Um, I, now that's uh, at the time, that's what it was. I, I don't know if it that. I'm. I don't know if that's a good thing. What about those Gatorade forever? granola bars? Do they get some for that? Oh, uh, for each kernel, I bet. <laughs> An undisclosed share of Gatorade's profits slowed uh, to Gatorade Trust. The trust then sends twenty percent of the, of it to the university because they employed uh-huh. a professor who invented the drink nearly sixty years ago. Wild. Uh, that's that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, so um, Florida announced that it accumulated two hundred fifty million from the royalties. Two hundred fifty million back in back in in twenty fifteen. Back in twenty fifteen. Okay. Um. So the Florida Gators they make about twenty million annually from Gatorade. That's not too shabby. What about the professor? Oh, he's dead. He doesn't (laughs) make anything. R.I.P. Professor Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that you know, in doing my research for the rest of the week, I I stumbled upon that little note and Hmm. saw that it was something from. you know, a few weeks ago that we probably should have covered and so i will uh, i will write it down here uh, for future monster hunters long after us um so they don't miss that so there's now a part where like i close the book boom makes a noise and then i set it back up on the mantle that is the thyrus pistol everybody mm-hmm, yeah. one two three recline oh my favorite part now we slowly descend into this Guma X. What did we call it last time? I, I almost said cauldron, but that's not right. Cavern? <laughs> Catacombs? The dome. 
the dome, the scuba X dome. Mm-hmm. We slowly descend into it. The robotic arms come and undress us and dress us. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, very tastefully, very tastefully. Yes, yeah. yeah the, they they put up privacy curtains and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's very nice. Thank you, robot uh-huh. arms. Tickles tickles every time though. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith has luckily not zipped himself in upside down since then one time. Nope, that's true. And I'll make that mistake twice. That's why you hear hear us giggling as we descend, is because we're being tickled. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. And now we've descended, we've reached the solid ground, I guess. And now it's time to <laughs> go to the Skuma ship because Captain Terry. Well, I couldn't think of what I was going to say. Captain Terry is going to take us another additional. An ad- <laughs> Captain Terry is going to take us an additional two point seven five miles out into mm. international waters, and then we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Skuma X. X X X. All right, so we're descending, and we're going to see some familiar faces again, huh? Yep, because this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. We all know him. What's up he's to well, us? Yep, he's a well-known director of the Musters. He's done My Living Doll. He's got uh, a few other television shows he's done. Of course, as we said, Tivis is his favorite director from the Munsters. It's what he's probably most well-known for. Uh, and also, yeah, his father was a chemist, in case you forgot. Um, that about covers it, honestly. We've talked about him a million times, and I hope you're not tired of hearing his name, because we still have 18 more episodes to go of his. So, Holy mm. crap. I don't think we need to dwell too deeply on him this time. Uh, so that, that either means like at some point in time they just gave up and said just just tell Ezra just keep doing it. Like we're not mm-hmm. gonna try and find anybody else. Or they were like just mesmerized by what he did. Mm-hmm. Well, the Stone Age, you know, he just once you roll mm-hmm. rock downhill, yeah. it just keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what gathers no moss. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But this episode was written by Doug Douglas Tibbles. We talked about this guy several times as well. Is this the tipple that was in the Arctic monkeys or whatever? Oh, yeah. The stone coyotes, of course. Yes. (laughs) The Arctic monkeys is a much more well-known band, I think. Okay. My bad. Uh, But, uh, I mean, common mistake, I'm sure. Uh, Last episode we talked about of his was the Herman, what's it called? Not the Herman. Herman, the master spy, where Herman got confused as the missing link between fish and man Mm -hmm. and pulled upon a Russian fishing boat. He wrote that episode mm. too. Mm-hmm. All right, it's probably one of the I, better of season two. Would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a little bar to a point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that I think that's also the one when I I think I I texted you guys right away when I started watching. It. I was like, oh, Tibbles. <laughs> yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. And I was confused at what that meant because I forgot that there was a Tibbles guy mm-hmm. right at the Musters. Um, of course, yeah, like Derek said, he is a drummer in his family's band, the Stone Coyotes. Which are actually surprisingly decent if you haven't listened to them before, uh, at least in comparison to the monsters that we watch every week. Um, uh, I can also I want to mention that I think this monsters podcast that we do is starting to mess with my YouTube algorithm because YouTube <laughs> really thinks I'm starting to become a big Stone Coyotes fan because I listen to a Stone Coyotes song every time Doug Dibble shows up on an episode. <laughs> a um, different one or the same one? Uh, Usually I just pick the one that I kind of like, you know, uh, I'm kind of like <laughs> sort of like all his episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like it's also been recommended to me old TV shows and trailers and such. Uh, it's a deep price to pay, but, uh, you know, we've 
we've covered Tibbles plenty. Um, and it feels like honestly, his writing credits every time I look at him, it like it feels like they're shrinking. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, there's plenty to pull for old Tibbles. And I look, I'm like, oh, well. Let's just mention he's in a band again. That should be. <laughs> uh, what, what's what's the name of the song? Church of the Falling Rain. That's what it's called. I knew it was Church and Rain were in there. I like that mm. one. All right. All right. So we got, uh, you know, of course, we have a few random people that show up in a Munsters episode. We have a bunch in this one. Uh, you can always bank up on that in a Munsters episode. Let's just talk about a couple. Uh, we've got Vinton Hayworth as the bank manager and William O'Connell as the bank clerk. Huh. <laughs> Uh, Vincent Hayworth has 164 acting credits on IMDb from 1934 to 1970. Uh, here's some fun facts you might want to know about Vinton Hayworth. He was active on the radio in the 20s and 30s. He was often known for having a very distinctive voice and using it to disturbing effect. Oh, interesting. Hmm. What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> uh, IMDb did not go into details. About disturbing that effect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, people would hear it and go mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jump he, up a he, bridge and stuff. Yeah. He whispered in a certain tone. Yeah, I think. Yeah, your mind people poop the pants. Yeah, yeah, it's the brown note. Yeah, <laughs> that is a disturbing effect. <laughs> that very disturbing. Um, he was also in a movie called Chamber of Horrors, hmm. which is about a one-handed killer who goes around attaching blades and such things to his missing hand, and he kills people with it. I like hmm. that concept. Yeah, yeah, of course, this is what initially interested me. I was like, oh, well, this sounds good. But then, of course, it turns out the, there's a really weird trailer for it. And I was like, well, okay, I better talk about this. Uh, so the trailer starts. There's a man just sitting at a desk, and he's explaining that he finally convinced the studios to make Chamber of Horrors. However, the Society for the Protection of the Easily Scared could not give their blessing to this movie. He claims it's because there are four horrendous scenes. But he's happy to announce that special arrangements have been made uh, before each horrific scene. You'll see a warning. There'll be a f- something called the fear flasher and the, you'll hear the horror horn. The horror so, horn? The horror horn. <laughs> so basically just ruining any like chance of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, a, a good old fashioned scare. And this movie is completely ruined because we're going to flash on screen that's coming. We're going to. Hit the horn, maybe that'll make you jump a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. It really, uh, in my opinion, I feel like it might take away from the suspense of the film and such. But uh, you know, I, it, the trailer kind of shows you how it works. So before anything scary happens, the screen starts to flash with a red light to let you know something horrible is about to happen. It also plays this weird squeaky sound that kind of reminded me of like one of those uh, mechanical pencil sharpeners, like back in school, but like really mm. squeaky and rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives an example and it seems like a really bad idea <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the, the poster really hypes up this new invention of theirs this new system for horror movies with the, the horror horn and the fear flasher and then I think there's some text about how there's a guy running around killing people with one arm um, but anyways it seemed weird to me yeah I don't know I don't I didn't it did obviously did not catch on but maybe it'll make a comeback you know I don't know Everything in the background. Oh. Yeah. I need to hear that horror horn again. Uh, so we also have William O'Connell. He's got 68 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 1991. He doesn't really have a whole lot of notable roles. He was kind of uh, known for playing more meek, wimpy people, though he did have a surprising reoccurring role that I found. Do you guys, you guys remember that uh, that Clint Eastwood movie with the ape that I mm-hmm. talked yes. about a while back? Mm-hmm. Um, 
He was in that movie, mm. but what surprised me was that he was in the sequel of that movie as well. They had the same, the same, same character. Or, mm-hmm. or, he played no. the same guy. Oh, yeah. boy. It's the, so. it's the thread that ties the two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's, he is like the Samuel L. Jackson of the Clint Eastwood universe. <laughs> it's a Clint Eastwood <laughs> universe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's pretty much the same as the first movie from watching the trailer. Clint Eastwood fights people. He gets in trouble with a motorcycle oh, Clint gang. Eastwood's in it again? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you'd think if you do the original, you would not touch the sequel. Never again. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. The, the ape wasn't in the second one, though. The ape skipped out. He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, this, this time it's like, a, it's like yeah. a chihuahua or something like that. It's like, this is just embarrassing. The ape wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't go on set anymore. Or maybe he wouldn't, but they got a replacement ape. I don't know. Because uh, there is still an ape in the trailer. He, uh, it looks like Clint Eastwood falls in love with the woman again. Clyde is the name of the orangutan. He steals Oreos from an old woman. Mm. Uh, so that seems kind of new. That's a new concept they bring. Uh, and Clyde also tears apart a car with his bare hands. So that's wow. also pretty cool. Yeah, terrifying. Too. Kind of just like, did they like blow the horror horn before he does that? <laughs> start flashing red, and I start hearing that squeaky pencil sharpener, and I was like, oh my god, I have to cover my eyes. <laughs> a ring I hear the destroys a car. The sound of metal ripping asunder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of cool. I mean, it kind of reminded me of Herman, honestly, seeing this orangutan ripping things <laughs> apart. I thought that too. Anywho, on that note, I think we should, you know, slowly rise our way up. I know. I mean, it's it's safety first. I will, let's grab our mail while we're down here. The P.O. Yep. Box. Mm, Satan, thank you. He he's actually makes a pretty good deal for us. But yeah, well, let's just let's just go up. Well, now, Terry, did you say? slowly uh yeah i think yeah you know you know me well slowly, i hate to tell you this but the mailbox is down there uh-huh. and mr mcfeely came by and he's like speed delivery i'm like can you deliver me back to the uh this the skuma x dome and he's like yep and that motherfucker fast oh my god oh. i've been up wow. here for like 25 minutes <laughs> What always impressed me about that guy too is he doesn't have any sort of apparatus. He just swims down there. Yeah, style. he's Mister <laughs> He's got yeah. a mustache and he got a mailbag, and that's about it. He's wearing a one-piece bathing suit, like the classic strongman look. <laughs> classic strongman. He's fast, man. He's very fast. But he still, has, uh, but he still has the mail carrier hat on. He still has oh, the yeah. mail carrier hat, and he asked me if I could take some on the trolley to King Friday, and I was like, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I did that, mm-hmm. and I came back. So I've just been waiting wow. for you guys. Well, that's what you know. You can always rely on the mail mail service to, yep, <laughs> to be yep. on time, show up, and get you your mail. So, I thank guess, goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's just head up then. Yeah, we'll meet you up there. I'm kind of jealous. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It it give me just enough time for this <laughs> for this prime rib jello to set. <laughs> oh uh, man! <laughs> Ooh, that sounds. Oh, uh, you were texting me about it all week long. How excited you were! I'm, I'm. It so is the brownest jello I've ever seen. Oh, and it's got oh. little chunks of prime rib floating in it, wow. and uh, yeah, and then a horseradish whipped cream on top. Oh God, it's so good! <laughs> Very excited for you guys to try some. Oh, yeah, I'm like salivating just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm kidding, can you not? That's the best part about the man cove is. <laughs> The, just the casual prime rib that we have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No pressure, like, but we, yeah, we're just like chilling here with this prime rib, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're vibing. 
And the thing, you know, like it's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's it's easy. It took it's a long time thing. to make this jello. It did. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, they still go through all the normal prep work of uh-huh. of what they do to make Making us the prime, prime rib all the time. And then they go through and like make jello on and jello needs a good long time to like set and stuff like that. So they they probably had to like get up extra early for the prime rib this uh (laughs) you know to make the the jello. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's good it's so brown and and pungent. I can smell it from across the room. Mm, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm like floating in the air by my nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) And what better thing to enjoy uh to chase down another episode of the monsters <laughs> mm-hmm. season two episode six happy 100th anniversary that's the name of the episode not any uh declaration to me or my co-host. yeah it seems kind of like generic compared to all the others are like herman the shutterbug herman the cowboy <laughs> yeah. herman the whatever like this is just like oh we're, we didn't really try with this one i guess you know it could have been like herman and lily's hundredth or yes. so, anything just happy yeah, 100th like, anniversary. Happy 100th anniversary and knock, knock three times. Here comes the mailman. Herman <laughs> found a dead body. <laughs> I I think um, they got the the idea for this from like the card aisle at Walgreens. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just my either uh, Conley or, or, or Mosher, they were buying the buying anniversary card for their wife or, or they forgot to. Yeah. One of them mm. forgot. And so the other one was like, oh, dude, you got to, we got to get, you know, you got to make sure you remember these things, you know, it's kind of give them a hard time. And so they, they then came up with this whole idea for, yep. hey, we've never talked about the anniversary of uh, Herman and Lily. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. Keith said this son bitch came out on October 21st, 1965. It did. And here's what it says. Now there's lots of different places you can get synopses for these episodes. I grabbed mine. Well, from I sit on the kitchen table, crisscross applesauce, close my eyes and meditate and go back. And I hear somebody pitching it in an elevator pitch. That's where I get mine. Oh. But if you were to look on IMDb, it's like a goddamn paragraph. And I didn't read it. So thankfully, because it would have spoiled this episode mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but this one that I gleaned from traveling back in time is Lily and Herman take part-time jobs to buy each other anniversary presents. Yeah, that's pretty good. Fair enough. Maybe at the end, I'll read the IMDb one because it's really long. I didn't read it, but it's just a lot of words. And it it's gets just, a, this one, a script. <laughs> it might be. This one gets a seven point five on IMDb, which Ooh, very middling. Better than some of them so far this season. Um, sure. It's middle of the road for the monsters. Yeah, yeah. It's we've seen much higher and much lower. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and it just is what it is. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Herman yeah. and Grandpa, they're in the dungeon looking at old photos. Well, at first I'm like. They're like, oh, look at the body on this one. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are they looking at? It's a picture of a stagecoach. Like, oh, yeah. I thought they're looking at like dead bodies or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, like something Herman brought home, uh, like a catalog from the parlor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just expecting. Yeah. I, I, who knows? And then they flip the page. There's Uncle Boris standing next to a noose. He was a real swinger. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think that's, just, that's like the second time they've used a joke a, similar to that. Swinging joke and, for and, and I don't know if they referred to Uncle Boris both times or not. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah. I would almost want to go revisit the other episode, but I don't. Well, when we get to the end of this uh, whole season, we go back again. So we'll see. Well, yeah, I'll forget. Herman and Lily, the next page <laughs> is a photo with Herman, Lily, and Grandpa and some other people in it. Two random other people that I don't Two know. Two random other people. <laughs> we, and, we don't address at all. <laughs> no, we, we don't say anything about them. 
uh, Herman, what does Herman say? What is this like a fashion show or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa's like, no, you dipshit. That's your wedding photo. And wait, there's a date in the corner. Eighteen sixty-five. Wow. Eighteen. And they're Herman, like, oh, you know what that means? Yeah, don't you know what that means? That means you. Oh yeah, that's what started the War of eighteen twelve. No, you <sighs> idiot. That means this Saturday, <laughs> you and Lily will have been married for a hundred years. It's not even close. Like. <laughs> It's a terrible <laughs> joke that they try to go with there because it's not even close. The 1812 thing? Yeah. Yes. Like you couldn't, I, I get it. <laughs> Herman says dumb stuff uh, quite often in the series, but you like, I don't know, make it something referencing something in, in 1865 and not. Yeah. It's closer to the Civil War yeah. than it was. It's shortly after the end of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. As opposed yeah. to the yeah. War of 1812. The show's just not good with years. Yeah. I'm surprised Grandpa wasn't like, oh, yeah. I remember when Rome burned up. A- burned all over the place in the <laughs> yeah. 1912 yep. yeah um they'll be married for a hundred years while herman decides that he's gonna get lily a gift that will make her kiss him and hug and shit out of him it's like okay great <laughs> what <laughs> well herman's like i'm gonna get her a gift she's gonna hug me and kiss me and want to just jump my bones grandpa's like oh you're 150 years old don't don't line up anything you can't handle I flip, like that line. Yeah, flip two, Lily and Marilyn. Just think, Aunt Lily. It's, here's already a recap. A recap of the opening scene. This Saturday, it'll be 100 years. Like, they don't even need to do that because it just literally <laughs> happened. You can yeah. just roll like it was said. Lily reminisces. Yeah, some people got up and danced and hadn't danced in years. <laughs> Funny. Or hadn't yeah. moved in years or some dumb joke. It doesn't matter. Lily's going to get Herman an amazing gift. Did Uncle Herman forget? Well, of course he did. Things are all now. This is the only joke that I was like, oh, it's a pretty good one. Things are always flying in and out of his head. I'm like, oh, like birds. That was the first thing I thought. And then Lily mm-hmm. says, I need to get the doctor to put in screens. And I'm like, clever <laughs> That's joke. That's pretty yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and we also, go, it's a disturbing image, like seeing a man with <laughs> screens on his head, like hairs <laughs> flowing through. And then Ooh. we get the banger. Now, Keith, I will say this time, I looked extra hard and close, and I saw exactly what you're talking about. There's like a chunk of the door that just doesn't fall off the Uh, first time Herman busts through, and then it's gone for all subsequent ones. And I noticed when Marilyn goes through, it does the door doesn't have all the weird cracks in it. So there are different doors. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did anybody notice the weird man standing in the background winking at the camera? Mm. Yes, I saw him too. Mm. Uh, Yeah, he's obvious. And the ghost. People, some people uh, say it's a ghost, some people say it's a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard that somebody on the set committed suicide. That's why <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. Oh. Hey, mm-hmm. do you think that uh, that they put up a, a different door for Marilyn that doesn't have a lot of other cracks and stuff because she's just nor- like normal? There's oh, nothing off man. with boy, that's deep. It's I, artistic I choice, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. very artistic. Yeah, yes. it, it's like. These every door they walk through will will reveal a little bit about their character. I assumed it's because they thought that maybe Beverly Owen would come back, so they filmed (laughs) the the Marilyn (laughs) one separately, and they had a special door with Herman cut out. I mean, honestly, it feels like they've been holding out because Marilyn really hasn't had much to do until this episode, where I feel like she kind of does stuff. (laughs) I think Marilyn quadrupled her lines for all of episodes up to this point. Yes, it, it it's still though like it. 
she does a lot of talking, but this episode is nothing f- about her. Oh, no. And I'm still like, okay, we've got, like, they actually have had a decent amount of episodes about everyone else. Are they just never going to, like, have another Maryland-based episode? Like, I, I, I'm i sure we'll get another one. Yeah, she'll find another boyfriend or something. Yep, or get married again or elope again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, do drugs, and it'll be like a PSA as to why you shouldn't do drugs. Or will she, like, also, is she ever sit there and wonder, like, man, you guys are 100 years old. Am I going to... Like, cause she, <laughs> she is somehow related to them. Is she going to live like a super long time or like, does she ever wonder like, you know, what she's gotta be like, oh, okay. We got the wolf boy. We got, you know, the vampires and the Frankenstein monster. They've been around for hundreds of years. I'm only 20 something. Uh, I've only been here for a small time and I'm probably going to be immortal because I'm part, whatever this family is. I guess we assume she's 20. What if she is like 200 years old? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's the big the big twist of this whole thing. Nobody's ever discussed is that Marilyn's, Marilyn's actually yeah, mm-hmm. could be. Yeah, could she's be. feeding off our souls as we retalk. That's, <laughs> that's why the door is is clean when she walks through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a symbol. Every time she walks through, it's a rebirth. The filmmakers <laughs> tried to warn us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this Marilyn's controlling us all. <laughs> so we come back from the banger. Munsters at dinner. Can't have an episode without a meeting. Nope. Marilyn sure. brings in dessert. Jerry's Jubilee. But you forgot to light it. And I knew. Carmen's very excited. Oh, he's like, yay! Cherry's Jubilee. But she didn't light it. But Grandpa, don't you worry. He's got you covered. Lights the cherries on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Herman starts. What? Oh, yeah, with his finger. His magic finger. Yeah. Hey, pull my finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he lights it up. And then Eddie's like, I want to light my own. I'm like, whatever. Herman starts doing this little coy thing. Uh, do you have any plans this Saturday, Lily? And then Lily looks confused and Marilyn looks nervous. And I'm like, oh, well, Herman's going to do some extra work at the parlor. There was an explosion in the back and things are still up in the air. <laughs> he even laughed yeah. at that. That's uh, another horrific vision. Yes. There's this dead bodies. Too- Hovering <laughs> parts just everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's scraping Gross. them off the ceiling. Yeah. Why would there be an explosion in the back of the mortuary? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Maybe something went wrong with like the incinerator or something. Oh, all I, all I know is it followed up with darn, darn, darn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it was Herman's fault if it hadn't. Mm-hmm. So after this, Marilyn and Lily scurry off. Now, this happens quite a bit in this episode where. There's four in the room and then two scurry off so mm-hmm. two can talk. Yeah. So Marilyn Lily scurry off. Spot Eddie goes to give Spot some of his dessert while it's still on fire. And then Herman spills the beans on his plan. They've got $1,200 in the bank. I'm going to take out a, a thousand. A thousand dollars <laughs> in 1965 <laughs> and buy Lily a super neato present. Something really <laughs> ring-a-ding-ding. Now, here's the thing. We've discussed this uh, inflation in the entire always mm-hmm. right and then whenever it comes up it's roughly seven times right so he's going to just take out 90 percent of the money he owns mm-hmm. and use it with the equivalent of seven thousand dollars to go buy a gift that's Jeez. quite a gift right yeah what could it be for a working a, a funko working pop stiff right <laughs> so then we cut to Marilyn, and this is all they have just 1200 bucks right i'm gonna take a yeah. thousand of it and buy a gift Cut to Marilyn Lily. They're recapping the episode again. 
We've already had two recaps and we're three minutes in. Willie's going to take 1000 out of the bank account and get Herman a fantastic present. Great. Wow. She doesn't seem to care that he like, she th- Marilyn thinks he forgot. And Lily's like, doesn't really care. I thought that was kind of nice. Like she's not mad like yeah. usual. Nope. She's like, they're not yeah, mad. New. Nope. She doesn't care one bit. She's like, mm, I'm still going to give him that great gift. And yeah. Herman's like, I love my wife so much. hundred years. I'm going to get her a great gift. They're in love. Fade to Mockingbird Heights National Bank. There's two nerds at the bank and they both have <laughs> hey. monster checks in their hands for $1,000. And then we get another recap of what the premise is. That The premise that just happened. Just just happened. And we get a disturbing retelling. Uh, oh, yeah. It was disturbing hearing that man speak. God. Yes. The, both these things both have insufficient funds. And there's only $1,200 in the bank. Well, here's what we do. Send them both back for insufficient funds. Oh, goody, the rubber stamp. And he gets to use it. Now, I have several questions. How did banks work in 1965? (laughs) Did you mail a check into them? (laughs) Did you say Keith? (laughs) Were you asking for an answer for me? (laughs) Um, Well, back in 1965. No, um, something like if you were on a check at like a grocery store now or something, I guess. Like, well, yeah, okay, yeah. So when, okay, when they just go in and fill out like a, a withdrawal yes, slip. A withdrawal yeah, why slip, are they so, mailing it? Yeah. Or are they both at the bank and they don't see one another and they're both writing mm. checks and they both take, they get taken to the bank at the same time and they both yeah. re- get returned for non-sufficient funds because otherwise, like what, how are they getting the money? I was still baffled on the fact that they had $1,200 in the bank and they were going to take a thousand to buy a gift. Uh-huh. To be concerned with the actual way that they were going to go take the I money just don't out, understand but, the logistics yeah. of the scene. And I know sometimes we get really in the weeds on this one, but it's really bugging me because they're either both at the bank and have written out checks for cash and they're been taken to the bank to get cashed and they can't withdraw them both. Yeah. So they both get sent back as insufficient funds and they're there at the same time. Or they both mailed in these checks. And remember, the anniversary is coming on Saturday. Well, mail mm-hmm. isn't instantaneous unless you. You have Mr. McFeely in spade delivery. McFeely, yeah. So, like, time has to pass here, right? <laughs> like, minimum three days. Yeah. So. Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Like, so if they mail them a check, they'll send the money back? Like, a, yeah, this is. That's yeah. like rule number one. Don't yeah. send cash in the mail. Uh, could one of them have been in, like, the drive-thru and the other one in, 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 inside <laughs> oh, talking oh, to yeah. a teller? But, like. But wouldn't. Like one in the drive-through, like be pulling around the bank and see the Munster coach in the parking lot, or vice versa, what, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or, or also, like, when you were there at the place and somebody walked back and handed you things that sorry, insufficient funds, and you're like, no, there's twelve hundred dollars. Well, so and so also just tried to take out a thousand. Yes, there's an identical check written out. Yeah, by I mean, one Herman it, Munster. We'd be done with the episode at that point. Yes, if we if we revealed all these like little errors here that we could have easily mm-hmm. corrected. But yeah, it's it. I didn't even think about the fact that they would have had to be there in person to like. Also, they wrote a check, not just a, a withdrawal slip. So that's the yeah. other weird part. Yeah, out to cash. They're both written out to cash. I, I won't give the same credit though. The bank is not getting robbed in this scene. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is showcasing bank. a bank. So, <laughs> but also, wouldn't like if if so if they went like to the grocery store and they filled out like I mean, grocery store is not going to give you something for a thousand dollars. But if you did fill out the check for that, I mean, they would give you the money, but then they would hit you up with a bunch of like fees yeah. for for with 
uh, for being overdrawn. One of them would have got hit with like, you know, 25 bucks a day until you. Yeah. Like the grocery store would have come after you. Like, yeah. let's say one went to Walmart and then one went to the Publix, right? Or whatever, the mm-hmm. Costco or the pick and save or whatever, it doesn't matter. And they each wrote the checks for withdrawal. And they're like, okay, they run them through, no problems. And then they cash them for the money. They'd have the money, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And it, and, and it would take several days to get the information back that the checks were bounced. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Wow, that's that the most happens. technical we've gotten of any of this. Ever. It really bugged the crap out mm-hmm. of me. So, but anyway, nerd just wanted to use a rubber stamp. They just wanted to show how <laughs> how ruthless bankers are. Yeah, <laughs> fade yeah. to. It's a more of, it was a more of a thematic choice than a logical choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my uh, guess is Tibbles never cashed a check before. That's why that happened. <laughs> or 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 he he did go down to cash a check that way, and and the guy at the place, the teller at the place, was really rude and did oh, the, and did the stamp, the stamp, and like laughed mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, <laughs> and so he wanted to fit, he wanted to fit that in somewhere. Yeah, probably. So he fade to Herman with a check, and he's miffed, and he's waving at Grandpa. And Grandpa's like, I've seen cat you know, bounce checks before. Whatever, he's screaming at her. Grandpa isn't impressed. What should I do? Grandpa plan. Boom. Moonlight. <laughs> and Herman says, but Lily might get suspicious if I get extracurricular nocturnal employment. Yeah. Which I enjoyed that line. Uh-huh. Grandpa says, just say you're working late at the parlor. Oh, then I can earn the money, or then you can earn the what's money, and once you have enough, quit. Nice. Now, let's say this episode started on Monday. <laughs> yep. And their anniversary is on Saturday. And a thousand dollars is 90% of what they have in the bank mm-hmm. and is equivalent to $7,000 today. Do you think, I know I can't, I have no idea how I would even go about doing it. Finding a job, a night job to make seven grand in five days. Well, oh, God. well, well <laughs> there's a couple of real can make pretty easy, but I guarantee I couldn't make um, seven grand in five days. Keith, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the job is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also like, You'd have to make it, but it would have to be cash. Yes. Because you would need to not have to wait for them to like mail you a paycheck. Or yeah, when you went to go and quit, they'd be like, Oh, well, we're not giving you your check right now. You gotta wait. Yeah. You, know, you gotta be here for two weeks or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that you know, easily could uh you know, you are kind of stuck to you have to find a job. Um, it has to be high pay. You know, you uh-huh. got to make about a grand a day. Yes. You know, with inflation. And and so there's only a small handful of jobs that are going to pay that. Yeah. And Herman doesn't seem like the type of guy who could fit into any of those jobs. Nope. So he's just going to make enough thing quit. And Herman thinks that's a great idea. Fade two. Lily complained to Marilyn yep. about the check. So we get another mm-hmm. check complaint. We don't need these details. We know them. <clears throat> and Lily's white mm, directors sure. always have a little uh, extra in the vault. Bouncing back and forth in the conversation would have been a much like just cut back and forth. Like, oh gra- yeah, Grandpa, look, we you know didn't get the money, but cut to Marilyn and and that and, and her talking about how Drek has always had a little extra, and I don't know how this happened. And then yep. cut back to Grandpa suggesting they he moonlight. Mm-hmm. Cut back to Lily saying, "Oh, I'm gonna get a job to make," and just easily back and forth, and it takes care of. You're you're still recapping the thing, but not without not with doing it like literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with this because there there is one moment in this episode I thought was actually pretty clever with like the back and forth thing. But like, Me too. 
the yeah, I, that would have been a much better idea, Keith. I totally agree. But anyway, but, Reynolds like, can't you just give him a cheaper gift? Nah, I'll just get a part time job, earn a little extra money, mm-hmm. just an, a quick thousand dollars, no big deal. Jeez. Okay, um, I have trouble finding things for my wife uh, for anniversaries, and I mean, we're only going to be at fourteen years this year. When you're up to a hundred years, like, what are you going to get somebody anyway? Like at that point in time, like wh- what kind of gift are you actually? Yeah. Getting? Neither one of them suggests or says what type of gift they're actually planning on getting. Just something I really want to know. Yeah, I yeah. something real ring a ding ding. It's going to be something like Herman's going to get or something su- super stupid. Yep. Yeah. Can I air a complaint about when, yes. when Herman and Grandpa are talking at the end? He goes like, "It's nice to have a n- a no good sneak to turn to like you." Mm-hmm. And we don't get a thank you from Grandpa. Did he say oh. that? I totally missed that line. And Grandpa looks annoyed. He looks mad. Actually, yeah. Uh, this is starting to drive me crazy. Why has this been his thing? <laughs> thank you. That's like one of the funniest things Grandpa's ever done. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because he thinks he's actually like helping him with the solve the problem now this time. And so it's like, he, so then when Herman says you're you're just a low down sneak, he's like, dude, I'm helping you. What? Fuck. But that'd be yeah. like a compliment to him, right? Yeah. Like he he's called like him that. a decrepit old man, and he's thank you to that. Right? <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to throw that there, just in case we so we didn't miss it. That's grandpa's got instance. Grandpa's got a line he, he won't cross. It's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So then we get some uh, worthless filler joke. What do you think happened to the bank account? Uh, expenses. Why last year Eddie's teeth started coming in straight, so we had to get new braces. What do I'm going through life with false fangs? I don't think that's the first time they've used that line either. It was terrible. Um, it was a. Th- it was just throwaway. F- this whole episode consists of a lot of filler. It's, and it's they don't say false fangs. I think that's but they do. I think there's another time they reference like uh, Eddie's fangs and and going to the the dentist or something like that because Probably, of them. Yeah. Now we fade too. An ad in the paper. I'm like, oh my god, we've done this before too. Mm-hmm. The biggest ad in the paper, right in the middle. Mockingbird Heights' largest employment agency has high-paying jobs for men and women. Apply in person. Cleaver Employment Agency. A Cleaver worker works. Right now, I I've had a few jobs at employment agencies back in the day. You don't get paid a lot, and they take mm-hmm. some of your money. Yeah. So I don't yep. know how you're making a thousand dollars in a week, but here we go. The Cleaver people now in stark contrast, there was an ad above it. Did you see this ad Mm-mm. for a bank fixture worker? 275 an hour. And 275? Yes. Like, wow. 275 no, or $2.75. $2. Uh, okay. You would have to work uh, like 400 hours <laughs> in weeks to make your thousand dollars minus taxes yeah. before taxes. But at the bank, you could just rob the bank thing. It's That's mm-hmm. true. And then there's an ad for a broom salesman. And oh. public relations in a warehouse guy. I literally said warehouse guy. But this <laughs> this Mockingbird Heights largest employment agency has high paying jobs for men and women. That's where you can get a thousand dollars a week. Well, it's high paying, yeah. It hmm. must be. I hope those other ones are like uh hints at future episodes. I want to see Herman the Broom salesman. <laughs> <laughs> it said something too, like uh make money. And then it cuts off because it's like in the corner, and then like you're trying to piece together with the next line. You know, it's like trying to make broom salesmen exciting. <laughs> be so fun. after this, her, we get Herman pointing at the ad, and he says, "I'm going to go down to employment agency this morning." Grandpa says, "You're charming, good-looking fella. Don't spoil it by being aggressive." So Herman writes it down, and Grandpa gets mad at him. He's like, "What are you doing? 
right there in my goodie book. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Now, as he's doing that, Lily and Marilyn walk in and they're they're giggling and talking. But then Lily sees Herman. She puts a paper. She has the same paper. They got two papers mm-hmm. with the same mm-hmm. ads in them. And she puts it behind her back. Lily instantly hides it behind her back because guess what? She thought Herman left and she's going to go get this. So uh-huh. it was it was so ridiculous, right? I thought you left Herman. Oh, I'm leaving right now. I'm going to be working late tonight. Grandpa walked me to the car. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they leave so Marilyn and Lily can talk. Uh, phew, what a break. Uh, Uncle Herman's going to be working late all week. You can just get a part-time job. Yes, I'm going down to the Cleaver Agency too. Well, not two. Today, <laughs> Herman walks into interview room B. Dude sees Herman, and his hair turns into a toupee and flies straight up into the sky, and then <laughs> reverses back down onto his head. Mm-hmm. Herman's like, I'm going to close that door. It must be a draft. That that was pretty funny that he addressed yeah. it like that. The guy's thought. shaking. He's like, yeah. oh, see, it is drafty in here. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, we haven't had one of those weird physics-altering uh, uh, things from Herman in a while, so that was good to see yeah well yeah you're right from herman because we had that that guy riding the horse that flew off the horse and flew back on sure the horse. he went backwards yeah <laughs> so now herman wants a night job and guy's like good because you ugly as hell uh, <laughs> uh, you probably shouldn't be out in daylight yeah don't go out during the day he's but i have a day job but if you're a partner and i quite dig it then herman makes this amazing face and holds it for a long time <laughs> while the dude gets up and walks over to get a glass of water. Now, this is, I think, what I think was Terry talking about. Yes. Because he gets he goes to the water pitcher, which is on a table next to the wall, and the camera keeps panning, and we see the room next door side by side, like split that, screen. Yeah. I was very confused at first. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> it, was, it was a well-done visual thing. They've been doing some mm-hmm. camera work lately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the guy in the other rooms, he's pouring a drink. And he's like, oh, he's, he's chugging that. And they're like doing it all uh, synchronously. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Guy puts it down. And then the camera follows that guy. And he's interviewing Lily. Yes. But yes, both like dudes, this. they're shook, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, God, this is the worst. I, I don't get it again. <laughs> like, okay. So she dresses. uh you know, very goth looking, but mm-hmm. like other than that, like even though she's a, a Dracula, she doesn't have any fangs. No. She's not floating into the room or anything no. like that. She uh-huh. Just looks a little weird, and I guess it could be thrown off a little bit when she starts referencing uh, Florence Nightingale. Yeah, and and that um, you know, uh, he starts reading, or she says the last, what's uh, her maiden name. She says Dracula. So I can see that throwing him for a loop, but man, mm-hmm. he is really shook by someone who just looks like they're dressing weird. Yeah. But he's really Meanwhile, shook. the other guy has to is actually dealing with Herman. And this is a, this is gonna be a huge problem for me throughout like the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like you can't there there's a it, they always do the thing, oh, meet Marilyn first, then Eddie, then Grant, you know, working the way up or whatever. There is such a difference between everyone else in the monster family and Herman and Herman. Yes. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work to, to do, especially when like you, then when the guys come out, they get the water and they switch up mm-hmm. and they go back in and they both get scared and jump out through the windows and take off running. <laughs> like there's gotta be a different response for both of them, you know, for yeah. Herman and for Lily. And 
it, so running out on Lily like that makes absolutely no sense at all to me. Maybe he yeah. like walked in on Lily doing something really horrifying. Then, <laughs> yeah, eating her own finger or something. <laughs> so yeah, Keith summed it up like they they switch sides, and she's like, "I'm a Dracula," and he's like, "Gulp, gulp," you know, like pulling his collars. Like, what do I do? I need more water. So the two dudes go out and get water. They switch roles. They think that they're doing. They're screwing each other over, right? Lily's yeah. like, oh, you're doing me a favor. And then they go in and we stay outside. And then they go in, they both scream in unison, jump out of the windows in unison, break the glass into like a gabillion shards. Mm-hmm. There's so much glass on the floor. Mm-hmm. And they land and they're rolling around in that glass and they get up. <laughs> and then and then they just they scurry away. They scurry away. That's it. They so now here's the thing. Herman and Lily are in adjacent rooms side by side. Yes. They'd probably both be leaving at the same time. Yes. Would they both stick their heads out and be like, yes, what would like mm-hmm. at any moment? They don't though. Because we fade too. we don't get to see if it happens because we fade to Marilyn reading comic. I don't know what she's doing. And then she recaps what just happened. Five mm-hmm. interviews. Oh my God. There's so many recaps. Lily gets a job at the shipyard as and. Lily, she's like, at least you got a job. And I cut to Lily. And I thought she was a beekeeper at first. Oh, yeah. awesome. yeah. It's <laughs> not nope. too far off looking. Uh, she's, she's in the outfit. She's got the like the the shield mask. Mm-hmm. Pulls it down. She's a welder at night. And she's like, it'll be enough to get Herman the present. And he said, it'll keep me off the streets at night. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not sure what that means. Hmm. And then we fade to Grandpa mixing a potion, singing oh, Mama's Little Baby Love, shortening, shortening. I enjoyed that. It was funny. <laughs> then Herman walks in dressed as a beekeeper or welder and scares the shit out of Grandpa. This is awesome. It's like kind he of pointless, but it's out. so funny. What, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to be working nights at the shipyard. I'll make enough money. And meet some interesting people. Holy cow. We get our first commercial break at 12 minutes and 45 seconds in. Yeah, that seems pretty late. There's a lot of setup to get us to this point. Boy, you could have condensed the first 1245 into three minutes, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. four. It yeah, just I think is right. so much. And then we come back from the commercial and we get our opening clip. And it's a recap. Yep. <laughs> this is our fifth recap in this episode. My favorite part of that is uh, I'm shaking hands, but I'm thinking blood. <laughs> That's <laughs> <what he's laughs> Grandpa wants to bite Marilyn. Yeah. I mean, and mm-hmm. this in a long that time. whole scene, he's talking with his hands and they are just circling her boobs constantly. <laughs> like he's like, maybe I can like uh, brush them on accident or something. Yeah, sure. Blame it on my Italian heritage. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, heritage? <laughs> Well, yeah. I talk with my hands. Yeah, yeah. We fade from there to the shipyard. Oh, uh, just real quick though. So uh, Marilyn's like, "Oh, that's sweet." They're both trying to make some money to buy each other an anniversary present. Uh huh. As far as she knew, because Grandpa doesn't explain that that's why Herman's taking the other job. I mean, no. I, I guess Marilyn's not super dumb, but she Marilyn's in, she is under the impression that Herman forgot all about it as well. Yep. But whatever. Because then we fade to the shipyard. So we get some shipyard footage. Great. Lily walks up and she is welding right next to Herman. Mm-hmm. Now, Lily looks like Lily, but in a welding outfit. And Herman 
looks like Herman, but you know, well, yeah, yeah but he's... you can even see his neck bolts. Okay, <laughs> they're sticking he's out. He's a massive man. Yeah, he's a giant man with neck bolts and a face mask on. I mean, sure, there could be some other, uh, you know, lady welder with super long, you know, extra dark hair. Yeah, that happens to be, you know, there at the same shipyard. But like, how? So you could get away with that. There's nobody else that looks like Herman. No. When Lily turns around, sees him for the first time, she'd be like, oh, Herman, you think that would be the first response? Mm -hmm. But no. Anyway, they're there welding. They don't suspect either of them is welding as well. Mm -hmm. uh, So they think they're in the clear. Herman checks out Lily when she walks up, like checks her out. Yeah, he is eyeing her up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's wow. Like so immediate. Like, really? (laughs) Herman, you dog? What the heck? And up until this point. We know Herman is doing this to buy mm-hmm. his wife of a hundred years a wedding anniversary gift. Yeah. There's there's been absolutely no friction up until this point, marriage wise. In 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 this episode. No. But in yeah. the previous like episodes, ev- almost every episode so far this season, Herman's uh, been a two timer and a home wrecker and uh mm-hmm. you know, all this other crazy stuff. Now they're you know, they're both just trying to get something for a nice little anniversary gift. And and then proceed to do what they've been in, uh, uh, like what Lily's been harassing him about the entire time. Yeah, and that's the funny part, right? Their objective is to work for one another, but whatever. So Herman checks out Lily hardcore. It's like, hmm. So he gets a torch, and I absolutely love this moment. This this, this is, is one of my favorite <laughs> monster moments ever. Funny yeah. in an episode, I don't really care a ton for, but this moment. He takes his torch and he burns into the wall. I am a boy. What a weird. <laughs> yeah. I am a boy. Okay. I am a boy. Into a wall that, as far as I can tell, did not need to be welded. At no. All. Yeah. No. And and I couldn't tell. I, it didn't seem like maybe he didn't cut all the way through. So he was doing it just enough. So it would just kind of like burn it a little just bit. Burn it around there. Yep. Yeah. And. Him doing that is only topped by Lily's response. She Lily yes. gets it, sees it, and then she torches into the wall. I am a girl. Teehee. Teehee. Yeah. The teehee is so funny. <laughs> and they both giggle and kind yes. of squirm and jump. Like, what is happening? It's like love at first sight. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Especially so when Herman strange. first points it out to her, she's just like, you know, she does that little hand wave, like, you know. And kind of like sits there and kind of like, you know, nervously laughing the whole time. Uh-huh. So. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I get I get where they're going, but it doesn't work when one person is a seven foot something giant <laughs> green man. Even and if he has bolts. that masks on, you can still see the bolts. He is still gigantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and and I'm like, fine, I'll go with the logistics. You're never going to lift up that the welding mask. But yep. good Lord, like. <laughs> They never lift that welding mask. They never yep. take breaks to eat. But nope. he writes, I am a boy, which is to <laughs> me is almost as funny as the little wind up Frankenstein monsters toy that he thinks is his son. It that, ranks that, up there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Like that. I mean, that's the first thing I say to anyone I'm slightly interested in at all. <laughs> I'm a boy. I am a boy. <laughs> not, not even, I'm a man. I am a I am boy. A boy. <laughs> yeah. Then we yeah. fade to grandpa and Herman. That was your first night. Oh, my welding partner is wonderful. We get another little mini recap. What kind of man is he? Not a man. 
What kind of boy is he? Oh, Even grandma goes to man first and not boy. <laughs> goes, man, boy, okay. What type of XY chromosome fetus is this? Uh, like it has to be a, a m- m- male of some variety. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He's a girl. <gasps> Fade to Lily telling Marilyn the same thing. Her welding partner's a boy. Like, I love this. I'm like, oh, they must be letting all sorts of women go back to work now. Housewives. No, he's not a, house, she's not a housewife. Oh, she's a tomboy? No, no. <laughs> she's a boy boy. Oh, my gosh. Fade two. This is so weird. Grandpa staring into the camera, <laughs> screaming, awesome. burn, burn, burn. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. make any like no. chronological or story flow sense. It doesn't. Nope. It's just so weird. It's just a great shot of flames in front of Grandpa's mm-hmm. face as he yells, burn. Yeah. And he's making marshmallows in the fireplace mm-hmm. for him and Marilyn. Very nice. <laughs> but they're not eating. They're just putting them in a big bowl. I don't know what was going on. And they're yeah, huge I, marshmallows, too. They look fantastic. They're like the size of apples. Yeah. But they're gossiping about the meeting other people. They're recapping again. Oh, they'll never run into one another. They can't. There's thousands of people working there, right? That was my first thought, too. Fade two. Herman and Lily at the shipyard again. Herman torches your cute into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even trying like no. not to like fall in love. Like, no. like, like it would be almost a I guess more logical storyline if like they were trying to keep it like professional, but they were like falling. You could see like the the tension as they were starting to slowly fall as they resisted each other. Yeah, but no, like they go or, right in, all in, both of them. <laughs> I mean, also she's got the mask on. Uh, that's also not a very form fitting outfit she's wearing. How does he know she's cute at all? At all? Yeah, whatever. Just her but personality that, as she welds the wall. He's got yeah. a welding, a little wiggle to her weld, mm-hmm. um, and that's about it. I don't know. And then we fade to this clip. Herman, I still don't think <laughs> you should be bossing around with that lady welder. There's no telling who might find out. It might even get back to Lily. Lily who? Lily, your wife. <laughs> well, I think any woman who forgets her husband's 100th wedding anniversary has no call to be jealous. Anyway, that lady welder and I are just friends. Just because I'm a welder, you know, doesn't mean I'm carrying the torch for her. Fine, okay, Herman. But uh, may I ask you something? Why are you making so many sandwiches? Well, I just thought if it worked, my co-worker gets hungry. She might like to dip into my lunch pail as a gesture of friendship. <laughs> Grandpa and Herman are making sandwiches. With, mm-hmm. Herman has a giant thing of like bologna. Like not yep. just like like the lo- bologna log <laughs> yeah. that you would see in the deli if you go to the grocery store. This is like six feet long. Yeah, it's like they cut down a bologna tree and it's long. <laughs> yeah, it long. is. They cut down it and this or it's it's like in Final Destination 2 and that baloney truck wrecks <laughs> <laughs> apart at the beginning and all those baloney logs go flying mm-hmm. through windshields. It's a lot like that. If death wants to take me out that way, I'm cool with it. <laughs> so, all sorts of baloney. And Grandpa's got like six feet of bread and he's mm-hmm. shaving off bread and they're making yeah. sandwiches. He's got a knife and he is waving that thing around. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And Also, you- he points to like just like two sandwiches. Herman's a big dude. I eat two sandwiches for lunch all the time. I think 
making some extra sandwiches just is not cause for concern because Herman's probably going to eat that much anyway. But did you see the size of the slices of bologna he's cutting off there? Oh, God, yeah. It's like eight inches thick of bologna. Yeah, I was kind of jealous. I didn't get a sandwich like that for lunch today. Oh, my God. I, I was kind of gagging at the idea of eating it. That much bologna? It's just too much. Yeah, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. Ugh. So they're making sandwiches. And, oh, on the table, I thought this was funny because I had to pause and look at it. There's like a jar of bat milk yogurt. Yeah. Oh, which made me gag a Yuck. little bit, too. Yeah. And I, I, I made a note to call it out as well, but it becomes more of like an int- in- integral part of the episode yes. as it goes on. Because then we fade to Lily and Marilyn doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Lily's going to make more sandwiches to share her supper with her welder friend. Marilyn doesn't like the idea one bit, but she's cutting bread anyways. Besides, a husband who forgets his 100th anniversary doesn't get much considerations anyways. I hope he likes bat's milk yogurt. Now, do you think that the bat's milk is from Igor? Oh, no. Or from they Grandpa. Made there the, they, they have a printer at the house, and like mm-hmm. Marilyn's like, oh, I, I got this publisher software. I'm going to make labels for the <laughs> bat's milk yogurt. <laughs> it's her mm-hmm, hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, it, could it also be from Grandpa? Okay. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Oh. You think... You think that grandpa turns into a bat so people will milk him. He's like, yes, I, I 100% would think that's something grandpa would do. Yes. Oh, gross. Oh, you, you think you can milk me? Fine. Try it. And then change it to a. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we fade to Herman and Lily. They're at the shipyard. They're still in their garb. They can't see one another, but it's lunchtime. And they're doing this pantomiming. Apparently, this is the first time they've had lunch together the entire time they've been there. Mm-hmm. They're pantomiming to one another that they each brought food for another. And there's like all sorts of like hand chomping and like yummy tummies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then the foreman, first time mm-hmm. you see him, calls over for Herman, like, Badge 113, come over here. I don't know how he heard him at all. It's true because they're pantomiming because they can't hear anything. Yes. Herman and walks And also because they don't, they don't want to. Like, for some reason, you never lift up your mask when you're on a thing. Herman walks away, and as soon as his back is to Lily, he lifts up his mask, and his neck bolts are just so clear. He's got such a a predominant silhouette. Mm -hmm. She should be able to see him from behind and be like, that's Herman. He walks away. Lily inspects the lunch. Ooh, boar's head knockwurst and bat's milk. Mm -hmm. He Bat's milk yogurt. He likes the same things I do, and she pauses. Could this provocative stranger be my husband to Herman? <laughs> the foreman's telling Herman there's an inspection coming of uh, something about morale. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You'd think he'd be getting fired for welding for into that wall. Around for torching yeah. onto the wall <laughs> messages. Yeah. Or, or like your third day on the job, you're still welding the same section. <laughs> well, that's going to be the sturdiest door ever. Herman goes back to his station. Then Lily gets called over to the foreman. Same thing. She gets back to Herman. She lifts up her mask. Herman looks at the food Lily brought. Like they're doing this. They keep doing the same things over and over again. (laughs) Boar's head and bat's milk yogurt. Just like Lily. It makes me at home. Gadzooks, I've been flirting with my own wife. So he admits the flirting. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So. 
same thing Lily gets told about the inspection murder. Lily goes back and they're both nervous as fuck. And when you fade to like moments later, I guess inspection time, Admiral Milford is making a surprise inspection to boost worker morale. Yeah, that, that nothing <sighs> boosts my morale like my boss walking around and checking on something that I'm doing. That really makes me feel good. Take off your helmets and say hello. And neither of them want to take off their helmets because they both know they're one another, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that the other one knows that they're one another. Take off your helmets and say hello. So they lift up their helmets and then immediately uh, they start yelling at one another. Lily calls Herman a two-timer and starts hitting him with her bag. <sighs> <laughs> like shame 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 yes and then admiral melford goes this is the worst morale i've ever seen these two are fired <laughs> it was a morale contest i didn't realize <laughs> oh, we boy. fade to the final commercial break we come back now remember uh-huh. any moment credits could roll whenever you know i used to think that till last episode when it was like five minutes and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we come back everyone's in the living room Herman and Lily are sitting back to back reading separate newspapers. You're acting like children. But Grandpa, he's got something to say that makes that'll make their marriage all peaches and cream again. Herman's, I hate peaches. I hate cream. Then we get a recap again. But the silver lining this time, all that flirting, it's okay because they wanted to fuck each other. Not some stranger. <laughs> they just okay. wanted to fuck each other uh-huh. that they thought were strangers. <laughs> But really, it was just each other. So it's all okay because they fell in love all over again. Even though they thought each other were strangers, not one another. Mm -hmm. And they were willing to share sandwiches. And Herman Mm -hmm. was immediately forgetting his wife's Mm -hmm. name after meeting this new person. Yeah. Herman wanted to share more than just a sandwich. It's okay. It doesn't matter because it was no harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. It it was one another. Yeah. Even though they didn't know that. Yes. And the moment they found out it was one another, they immediately stopped doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Since they found out, it was like, oh, God, I can't believe I've been doing that. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> come on. And don't forget what today is. <gasps> it's their anniversary. It must be Saturday. Wow. Of course, they make up. Yeah. And then they recap again. Yeah. And then we got fired and we got nothing. No. We got each other, baby. And then a I little kiss. You, and then my most hated moment from the previous episode comes into this episode. Eddie, isn't that neat? Grandpa, isn't that touching? They say it <laughs> one after another. Marilyn, yeah. isn't that romantic? Then the bird pops out and says, isn't that sickening? Credits. I did notice the Herman sweater looks very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Herman's sweater it's, looks comfortable uh, in the last scene. Yeah, I didn't really notice until then, but if something about the camera work and like maybe just the angle, I was like looking at you know, like the the whatever he's wearing. I think soon that's a sweater underneath his like little jacket he wears. Yeah, yeah. It looks comfy. Like I, I want a sweater like that. It just looks so snug you're, you're and right. fuzzy. I think it's the lighting. I'm looking at it right now. It's the lighting. I also noticed that when he was in his welding suit, he clearly had like a big like chest body armor on that made him like more barrel chested <laughs> uh-huh. because you could see the seams of it through the suit. Mm. You think he wears that like out, like when he knows he's going to be wearing a crazy like outfit just to make himself look a little buffer than he normally is. Yeah. Does yeah. that stuff's a <laughs> sock in his pants too. <laughs> <laughs> so there it was season two, episode six, 
happy 100th anniversary. The oh. uh, 40, is that 44th? What? Oh, God. Or of the, of the monsters. Yeah. What'd you guys think? This is a terrible episode. Again, like, and it's, it, this, it's the stupidity factor that's really starting to wear on me uh, with an episode like this. Like, I don't mind the back and forth, and I, you know, they could come up with a better way to, to, to cleverly recap instead of, like, basically repeating the same lines uh, over and over again. But just the fact that Lily on the job can't tell that she's talking to Herman. Yeah. He, yeah. there's nobody else like him, uh, out there. And, and also like at no point in time over three days did either of them ever lift up their welding mask. Like when they were leaving for the day or anything, or did they see each other drive home? Like the, the premise, the premise yeah. behind this, I never thought of that they should be arriving home at the exact same time. Yeah. Like they should be following each other home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're walking out into the parking lot and seeing they had like the, the Munsters mobile just sitting out there. Like, yeah. One of them's gonna notice that. Yeah. I, I mean the the you know, you gotta you gotta stretch out, you know, for a full episode. Otherwise, after like one uh the first day working together, it technically it should have been all downhill from there. Also, it is the theme this season of Lily having to always accuse Herman of being a homewrecker and a cheater and stuff. And granted, he didn't do that before, but this time he legit was. So he's he's in the wrong. But like, or was all the other stuff just a setup to get to that part? Like the know, other episodes were set up. And we've been pretty consistent with it. So uh, it it's it's one thing for Herman to be dumb. For the other people to be that dumb as well, it does not work. Yeah, I didn't mind this one. I thought it was okay. I liked it for the most part. I talking about it, it is kind of dumb that you know lily never noticed but you know lily thinks herman's just an average looking guy you know seven yeah. feet tall green skin maybe she really doesn't realize maybe she thinks she's working with a bunch of hide- hideous people and then a, some you know normal looking guy finally shows up and she's happy i don't know uh, i'm probably reading too much into it but I, I i don't know it's dumb but it's not like horrible very watchable some of the stuff was i think grandpa's weird like side moments in this are like very strange but funny yeah. like him yelling burn burn into the, the fire mm-hmm. like what it like when he gets scared by herman that's probably one of my favorite moments in the most <laughs> like, i don't know why that made me laugh so much but i'm just singing along to some tune and getting so scared by herman and that get up like i don't know though his scream reminded me a lot of when he yelled for lily at that, um, <laughs> that one time um, yeah th- this for for an episode that had one of the single funniest things i've seen in any of the episodes so far <laughs> It it is like a top three monsters thing so far. Mm-hmm. I am a boy. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. I I didn't hate this episode as much as Keith did, but I didn't really care a lot for it. What was the last episode we watched? I can't remember now. Uh, the coach one where he coaches. Oh, oh god, I hated fast. that episode so much. Yeah. Right, that was like one of my least Season favorite two, episodes. Episode in the five of of disappointment. Right. So this <laughs> episode was better than that one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same problem I've had with almost every episode so far. It is it is just recycled garbage from the first season. It's all the same stuff. And then recycled over and over again because they gave us recaps and yeah, gave us the so two, many different, recaps. two different views of the whole but same thing. But remember when they went to marriage counselor and they went to the same marriage counselor? 
Yeah, that's true. At the same time, right? But, you know, it was just one Mm -hmm. off, right? And then, so it's like that again, looking for jobs again, Lily getting a job again. At least they didn't go through like the whole getting a job montage where each of them failed miserably at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all this, it's all the same stuff over and over again. The, but this one, there's a hundredth anniversary. And you're right, Terry, like the handful of like grandpa things were pretty funny. The burn, burn, burn. The mom was trying to bite him. Short and short. Trying to bite the, trying to bite Marilyn. Trying to bite Marilyn. Like mm-hmm. those little things were actually entertaining enough. And I actually like, like grandpa and Marilyn. Uh, saying the same thing at the same time. Yeah. I like the weird camera transition from room to room. I like those things. I just hated all the other stuff in between. <laughs> like there's Okay. Yeah. So like would you have enjoyed grandpa's like stuff if the rest of the episode wasn't like the way it was? Like because yeah. normally those are kind of some of the things so. that end up annoying us a little bit is you know, grandpa. Well, these are kind of weird. Thing. Like I don't know. Yeah. This felt different to me the way they like approached okay. it. Yeah, it's not like grandpa made a pill to make himself a better singer oh, or something. Thank God. Or, like, or like grandpa, like they need a thousand dollars. He's like, I have an idea. And then he makes it like a money printing machine or something like that, <laughs> which yeah. was an episode from the last season. He, he takes yeah. a pill, turns into a money printing machine. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, he takes a pill and just turns into money. Go and yep. spend yep. me, Herman. Oh, spend me, spend me, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's so like when he gets milk, he just, yeah, he's looking for an excuse. Yeah. Well, we know what we thought. Did anyone on IMDb think anything? Oh, yeah. Well, boys, I got some startling news. What? CC, the movie man hyphen one did not review this episode. Huh? Remember, last episode, he gave it like a six. Oh, is this the point where he oh, stopped? Yeah. Is he broken or is it CC, the movie man RIP? No. Oh, remember that? We, I, that, I, that. I assume because he wrote him so long ago that he's already dead. <laughs> But did he die? <laughs> he's actually dead. He actually passed away. I don't know. But we do have a, one review from October oh, 2018. Sure. I wonder if Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four, he was following along is like, wait a minute. CC the movie man hyphen one didn't review mm-hmm. this movie or this episode. I am going to pick up the reins. He's picking the torch. Yeah, he's got to keep mm-hmm. it going yeah. in honor of CC the movie man. So on October 4th, 2018, he wrote this. Herman Lily want to get expressive presence. Recap, recap, recap. All recap, right. recap, Seems like recap. style. She's the man very well. <laughs> <laughs> recap, recap. They end up flirting with each other. Interesting guest actors, Foster Brooks as the Admiral. Brooks later became famous as a nightclub and TV comic with a hilarious drunk act. He is unrecognizable oh. here without the beard. All right. Maybe one I out of one him. found this helpful. No rating. He didn't rate it? Nope. Oh, so I guess that's it's good. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, of the, yeah. But the, without recapping, like he basically What's just said a I funny like episode with good scenes for the two leads. Oh. And then recap, 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 recap. Well, I, I guess that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy the Gent 4, if Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four. If you're hearing this. Please go back and modify your review to give it a score. We need to know. I'll, like, we'll go back. You have to. Well, you have to let us know that you did. You have to let us we'll know, go back. But if you could, because I, we're never going back to that again. Let's know. <sighs> there it was, guys. We did it. We made it through the forty-fourth episode of the Munsters, the sixth episode of the season. Wow. The burden is great. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders uh, are weary. My legs are weak. But 
What is the moment from this episode that gives us hope to carry on that says, all right, I'll watch episode seven. You know, genuinely, I really like that transition through the wall between Herman and Lily. And I think that's like actually like superbly done camera work. And if I could keep getting worse and even the shot of grandpa with the flames in front of his face, like Mm. looking very devilish as he yells, burn, burn. And that nice lit shot of Herman's sweater, like looking so cozy and warm and sort of crawl in there. Like yeah. that all gives me hope to think that even if maybe the story sometimes is lacking, that they are still improving their craft in terms of, you know, technical aspect. Uh I think the fact that they had the big anniversary and and they fell in love all over again. Uh the thing that that's the thing that's gonna keep me is that maybe now we're not gonna have any more episodes of Lily <laughs> Accusing Herman of being uh, a philanderer, <laughs> of somebody being a homewrecker, whether they be a bear or you know a, a Russian fishing woman or himself, like whatever it is, like it, hopefully that's done. And so I'm gonna be looking forward to that. Oh yeah, Keith, is. there's a 95 percent chance that that's gonna happen again. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. be very. I'm probably gonna be disappointed, but it's it's what's <laughs> gonna keep me coming back is that man. Maybe we're gonna move on past mm-hmm. this. Um, for me, oh, there was the giant baloney. Yes, <laughs> and it was enormous. And the props department once again, somebody won fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, for the big baloney, and I, I, I just somebody's got to top that because right now mm. that that's like uh, that's the lead in the lead right now for this. That's season. the best big prop is the baloney. So far, I think I'm trying oh, to think this what's season. Happened. Yeah, yeah, of the season, definitely no question. Giant yeah. baloney, big prop. Who can beat it? So somebody's got to beat it next time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, They're, they can only go uh, even bigger baloney. Like, just imagine the possibilities. Like, yeah, I mean, the only, other, the only, <laughs> the only other thing close is uh, is Spots Wing Wang. So, <laughs> oh, Keith, Wing Wing. Speaking of big balonies, what? Come on, oh, we did boy. it. We made it through. We survived the gauntlet of terror. Uh, yeah. Or no, wait, what, what was the phrase? The the horror horn. We should have yeah. the horror horn before yeah. we got into this. The horror ones. horn. Yeah. We if you hear any sounds in the background of like a electric maybe like a mechanical pencil sharpener creaking, yep. and you'll know that we've entered yep. the worst parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you guys have anything to plug this week? I don't know. No, no. Uh you know, just keep on Loving your life, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we should end this episode the way we end every episode. Yeah. Ooh. Arctic monkeys. Arctic monkeys themselves. <laughs> They're like arch enemies, I think. Just don't have well, it stays like these, make you fall down. Too bad, Stone Coyotes. I can feel the earth through the cold. Too bad. And I bow my head and pray. In the church of the fallen rain. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? 
You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.